Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's YesKingOliver. Tati bye. So, Gabby, you're a singer, right? And I sing. I'm not a singer, but I like to sing all the time. I'm I'm forever singing. I never go a day without singing. I sing when I'm in the shower, sing when I'm taking a shit, sing when I'm walking to the shops. And what I found with singing is you're constantly on a high vibration, right? When you're singing, you're releasing positive energy. When you're happy, you're singing. If you're sad and depressed, you're not going to be singing and whistling, right? Which means when you are singing, you're basically projecting your own energy that you're vibrating on right now. So if you're constantly singing, it says you're constantly happy. And when you're happy all the time, you feel good about everything. And so it's the secret to happiness is actually singing all the time like no one's there. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, regarding the singing, there's a, there's a form of expression that each and every person can do. And... It's good to do. Like it is not something that is artificial. It is something that's been created by the universe in order for you to enjoy yourself. It's like when somebody's happy, like he's gonna find himself just mumbling some songs or some words, and that's an expression of, as you said, a high vibration state. So when we're happy, we're gonna sing. If somebody's feeling bad, I don't think he's gonna sing unless it's a a Broadway Le Miserable kind of thing. But it is, it is, yes, as you said, it is an expression of a higher vibration and joy as well, such as dancing, such as uh, uh, doing things that you do when you're happy. So, yes, yes. That's so, that's so interesting because it's true. If it's your job to sing like you are a stage performer, you could be in the foulest, shittiest mood, right? But you have to sing. So is he, is he lying to himself? Is he making himself feel better by singing? Or if you're in a bad mood and you don't want to sing, but can singing just simply, is it simply like a job where it's not really changing your energy? So you go off stage and then you go back to your life. And it's true. Same for dancing. I'm forever dancing. It comes in. It's like part of the family. You don't sing and not dance. You do both. Right. I'm dancing in the kitchen. I'm singing as I go down the stairs. It's a package. And it all comes down to creating energy on that high vibration in harmony with how you feel at that moment. So dancing and singing is... As you said, it goes back to tribal days around the campfire. There was fuck all to do apart from make noise. So like, yeah, that comes with dancing because you want to dance in time with the noise that the person's making. So moving and singing, it's all about being in harmony with your surroundings. Whether it's a bird making a noise like, and we start going, or somebody's just dancing and singing. Yes, yes, because you're a being and. You need to realize that humans are of a higher expression than most animals. Like, we are lucky to be humans. We can do anything. And we can create. We can, um, we can do things that are beyond because we are spiritual as well. Like, for example, me and you, we are on the call together. This is not random. Something has prepared this because we are in harmony together in some in a certain way maybe we cannot see it maybe we can only feel it but um, everything is connected and we as humans we get to be the expression of all other things we get to be the highest expressions of being of, of the universe it doesn't get any better than a human but I'm not speaking about like some people will say how about the mind the mind is terrible 
don't know. The mind is an expression of the high as well, but somehow it's a distortion of freedom. It's a distortion, but what the truth, when you be in your own truth, this is the beauty of life and the human being. What do you think that people would be doing um, if there wasn't technology? Which means there wouldn't be simply aeroplanes, it wouldn't be data, there wouldn't be phones, it wouldn't be laptops. What would humans be doing in the 21st century if there wasn't technology? Um, actually, you know, like um, everything is adaptable to its time frame. Uh, in the past, people used to live for a thousand years. Um, their minds were, were adjusted to that. And they felt at ease. Boredom was not there because the universe was allowing them to enjoy this time frame. However, over time, things become faster. Like things become more accelerated. Therefore, in our current age, let's say the lifespan is like 90 years, 80 years. Um, people cannot live the same way they used to live. Our ancestors or, or, or the Neanderthals or whatever you want to call them. We cannot live the same way. So it is like in every age, there are things that come in order to speed up things to allow for this age to flow in a, in a, in a, in a faster pace. So if there weren't, um, if there weren't, you were saying if there weren't social media, stuff like, I believe like they come according to the needs of the human consciousness. Like some people would say, I don't use social media. And I don't because it's wrong. No, it's not wrong. It is a way of communicating. Just like 70 years ago or 100 years ago, people say, I should only ride my donkey. I should only ride my horse. Why should I drive a car? But if somebody says something like this right now, I don't want to drive a car and drive my donkey, people will look at him in a funny way because times have changed. If all, all spiritual leaders, if you had Buddha, if you had Jesus, if you had the prophets, whatever, if they were in this age, they would be using social media. It's very true. You know, um, you know, you're from Egypt, right? You know, the pyramids. How do you think they put up the pyramids if there wasn't, as we think there wasn't, tractors and, you know, machinery back then? There could have been. How do we know? It could have been made out of sand and then just become grains of sand. But how could they put the pyramids together to that level? How? If it was just hands? What's your opinion on that? Actually, um, Egyptians were operating at a very high level of consciousness. This level of consciousness allows them to do things that the modern mind could not do. We are wondering how they did it, but we are wondering because we are using the mind to try to understand a higher state of being. But they were in a very, very high state. Therefore, they were much stronger. Therefore, they had spiritual energy. When you have spiritual energy, your body is just a body, but you influence all the people around you, and that gives them strength. And therefore, things are done in a way that you can never understand. So, for example, you're saying that there could have been 50 people lifting that rock onto another rock with their belief that after three we're going to make this rock float and they'd have universal energy plus physical strength with the collective people yes. around them and they're able to lift it up and put those rocks on say stonehenge or the pyramid or whatever it is 
Yes, they sí, were sí. they were connected. They were connected to the universe. When you're connected to the universe, all the limitations that you have placed on your mind will disappear. I know, like I've seen some people, and I've heard about some people that they can actually fly, or or or, or, or I don't know how you th- say it, like levitate. So I want to get on to that in this because you, are you hear people levitating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, anything is possible, but you live in the matrix of the human mind, and when something is so much believable, it, it, it becomes a belief. Therefore, your body has to believe it. So anything that you believe will happen. Some people will say, "Okay, but I I believe that I'm worth a billion dollars." There's a difference between believing and there's a difference between saying something. And some people will say, okay, but I cannot see, for example, I'm saying those words. You're just showing off words. And uh, you're, you're theorize, like, theorizing things. You, nothing, none of this is happening to you. I say, I don't need it to happen to me. Because what is inside is much bigger than anything that I'm going to see on the outside. The outside is like, at, at, one, at one point, human beings were, were wondering, how could it be if we watch anything that we want, if we could meet anybody who we want at any time, if we could speak from somebody to the other side of the world at any point, if we can, anything that we wish we would buy at the instant point, well, all of this has happened. But... Is the human being truly, truly, truly at peace with himself with all of those things happening? So when I was younger, right, we played this game. There was somebody lying on the floor and there was me and somebody else. Or there's three people and somebody on the floor. We were told to get our fingers together like James Bond, yeah, like um, like a gun, right? And we put our fingers under his arm. So one was under the left arm, one was under the right arm. One was under the right leg and the left leg, right? And we lifted him up based on our fingers and we got him to say um chest height and then we did some spiritual shit where we were like spirits if you're here find a way to make this guy levitate lift him up and then all of a sudden we all collectively rose him up even higher than we did before we got him literally above our heads and all we were doing was essentially lifting him up with our fingers by his legs and his arms and so what changed in that moment it was a belief system, right? Whether there were spirits, whether there was God, whatever, it was a belief system that because there were spirits or God, or just that we could have this ability to do it, we lifted him up. So when you think about, you know, we think how heavy a rock is and we can't lift the rock. So when we lift it, our brain's already like finding a reason not to do it because we've told us we can't lift it. So we don't really engage our whole body. Whereas if you engage your whole body, all of a sudden you can lift that rock. Now imagine if everybody thought we couldn't lift it. No one lifts a thing. Imagine if one person had that belief that they can lift it and there was 50 people. It's not just the one belief of one person. It's now the belief of 50 people. Right. So now can you imagine how 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 much rock you can lift if 50 people now believe that they can versus 50 believe that they can't? It's not just we can and we can't. It's we can't and 50 times we can because each person is now, you know, using their own belief system to do something and you put it together it's incredible and when you think about how did they lift these rocks and stuff i used to think it was underwater you know they're all swimming kind of guiding the rock underwater using the water to kind of guide it and then over time there's a drought 
the ocean dries up and you're left with a massive rock on top of a rock. That's a possibility. But in terms of other things like pyramids or whatever, if that wasn't underwater, um, you can see how the human mind can all come together to lift something like lifting a car like when somebody trapped under a car humans come along and they push that car and they save it so it really is phenomenal when you don't really tell yourself you've got any limits and all of a sudden you literally can do anything anything like anything spiritual you can do but physically if you think of what's impossible going to the moon lifting up a rock running 100 meters quicker than you same bolt if you believe that you can, you can do anything physical, which comes on to nothing is impossible. Yeah, I want to say something, Oliver, regarding this as well. Sometimes um, we keep thinking about something, like, for example, the idea of we can do anything. And sometimes the fascination about the idea takes away what we can truly do. Like some people say, okay, I want to be the best thing ever. I want to see if I can break my limits and stuff like that. And you're free to do so. But the ultimate truth has nothing to do with physicality and um, flying. Like, it is not important. Like, none, nothing in this world is important. I'm not saying that in a cynical way. I'm saying that as truth of what is, from my point of view. Because everything I've known has passed so far. All the things that we call great are now not great anymore. They're gone. And all the gymnastics, all the things that people are amazed by, one day they're going to come, they're going to go. So the point is truly is to find, like, to find yourself. Find the self. And actually, when you look at Buddha, look at Jesus, look at prophets and all of those people, they never told people to focus on doing uh, physicalities and to do uh, yoga and stuff like that. They just said, find yourself. That's all. And when you do that, you find that all the great things that, they, that people are speaking about comes naturally to them. They don't try to do them. It just happens. If they want to use their psychic abilities, they use their psychic abilities. It just comes. If they want to levitate, they just levitate for a reason. Like they don't do it to show off. Because the key is, is to basically merge yourself in the spiritual uh, current. There is a spiritual current going on all the time. It never, it's never gone. It's never gone. It's always here. It's always here. They call, some people call it the Tao. Some people call it uh, God. Some people call it the spirit. But it's always here, this flowing energy. So above, go ahead, go ahead. You know, in space, right, Earth is a floating rock. So there's some parts of the universe that have no gravity, which can literally make the Earth spin, right? That space, we're in space now. It's just we're not in a place where there's no gravity, so we float. And there's parts of the, of the Earth that have different EMF energies, right? They say that where the pyramids are based, it all aligns up with a certain part of the earth where the energy is different. So there's, you know, less gravity or you can use energy to enhance something like lift a rock or something. Right. So yeah. if there's parts of the earth that have different energy, as there is in space where there's no gravity, that means at any point we could essentially attract that energy at the opposite part of the earth to now, which gives us this ability to levitate. Now, I don't necessarily believe 
because I haven't seen it in levitation, right? I can believe how it can be possible, such as if Earth can spin, why can't a human lift up? I've not seen it, but you can understand how you could make it happen by using your mind to attract certain energies to create enough vibration or uh, like a, mag a magnet from you and the Earth that pushes you up. Like you could charge yourself to become a, say, a negative or a north magnet, right? A, uh, a Just say a negative magnet. And let's say the Earth is negative at that point. You can now repel and you can use the mind to alter your 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 magnet, whether you go up higher or up lower. I can understand how it would be possible. I haven't seen it. Have you actually seen someone levitate in real life? In real life? No, I haven't. But I tell you something like I'm going to spray away. I'm not doing that to impose myself on your words or anything. But um, there is no purpose to levitate. It, it is useless. <laughs> it is very useless. Like there is nothing to come out of it. And, uh, unless you sometimes... want to reach, unless you want to reach up to the cupboard and get something down that you can't. You know, haven't got a ladder. You just levitate up, get your plate, and come back down. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But what I'm saying is, is that is, is sometimes the ego is fascinated about things that are not important, such as I want to levitate. I want to med. I want to. I want to have spiritual powers. Actually, when you let go of the need to have all of those things. And when you just, um, just you, you say what I'm going to, I'm going to flow with whatever comes, things will be activated within you. You know, the reason why most people are unhappy and not, not satisfied in their lives is because they're constantly trying to chase things. And when you're constantly trying to chase things that are not for you, your energetic centers are blocked. Your energy chakras are going to be closed. And the things that you're going to try so hard to get, they won't come. On the other hand, when you let go, and when you say, whatever comes, I'm going to be happy with it, there's no idea regarding what powers should I get, what energies should I get. I just flow with whatever comes. This is where true peace comes. Because with all the people that I've spent time with, all masters and whatever, spiritual masters, they, the, the true masters, like my, my teacher Muji, for example. You know Muji, right? Yes. He never speaks about psychic powers and stuff like that. He says all of those are not important. You just find the self because he doesn't have an ego. When you have an ego, you're constantly trying to search and use your mind. I want to get this. I want to get that. I want to become powerful. And it's never going to come that way. You're still using your mind. The mind cannot do anything. The mind is only a tool. It's like you're asking uh, your servant to, 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 to rule the country for you. No, you have to rule the country. And who are you? You are the self. And the self doesn't have a past, doesn't have a future. It is being. And this being has everything. Like, I, have the, I had the experience of things coming up within myself because of lots of meditation, that I, I suddenly know things about others. Somebody's not doing well. I know things about them. I tell you, why, what's, the, what's happening? Sis, how did you know that? I tell you, it's something that I feel. It's a feeling. And like when something is not going right, it's like, it's like I cannot put a word to it, but it, it's, a, it's a mystical field you awaken inside of yourself. But again, you can't do it with the mind. 
The thing is, is why I don't like spiritual people. I don't like spiritual people because they're trying to do things. I, I don't like to speak with spiritual. Oh, you need to open your chakras, how to open your heart, how to open your throat. I'm not making fun of them, but don't try to force yourself to open something or to be happy. Trying to be happy is not good because you will try not to be sad as well. You should allow both to come, both polarities to come. If you feel like shit, feel like shit. If you feel good, feel good. If you feel numb, feel numb. That's the cure for depression. That's the cure for, for everything. This is the ultimate truth, is that you don't judge yourself. Things are going bad, let them go bad. Flow. Because when the good comes, it will stay. And when the bad comes, it will go. But most of the time, people are trying to control their experiences. I want to feel good today. And if I don't feel good, I'm going to be like shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate my rest of my week. This is wrong. You should not, don't try to control your emotions. If you feel bad, feel bad. Feel good, feel good. And then beyond those two stages, after, after a while from balancing them, you will reach a state of completeness that I realize that everybody I meet is a universe helping me. There is no, nothing outside. That's why I don't like, uh, I don't like spiritual people. It's not that I hate, hate them, but it is a level of consciousness as well. It's, not, it's a level of consciousness. But they're constantly trying to force things. But in reality, if I tell a flower, please grow up in this way, it, it can't. It has to grow up in its unique way. You get what I mean? So each one of us is a, is a, is a truly unique thread of uh, oh God. beingness. <laughs> of God as well. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I agree from my experience right before I became to my level of wisdom what I would call through energy I was spiritual so everything was about spiritual and feathers and guides and astrology everything had a meaning I was following the spiritual journey and the spiritual journey was based on what a spiritual person who'd gone through the same thing would say to look out for so I'm constantly you know buying rocks buying um charging my things and doing incense and that type of stuff and you're constantly going around in circles trying to find this ultimate happiness right and you're yeah. right you never ever get there right people will say we're always on a spiritual journey you never truly become enlightened and i'm like no i disagree i'm enlightened because i've worked out why my purpose of being here right that's the enlightenment you can always grow as a person there's always something to know we're on a spiritual journey because we're not physical we're spiritual people so yeah the journey goes on Spiritual awakening, in my opinion, is when you've gone through something and you've kind of come out of it. You've, you're trapped and you freed yourself. And if you follow all these things, yeah, of course, like me, it helps me get to where I needed to be. But when you reach that point of, OK, I found it, I do think it's important to stop chasing that thing. You can do it for enjoyment, right? You can do psychic readings for enjoyment. You can still have crystals and stuff and you can do tarot readings. But it gets a point where you realize kind of how tarot works, how psychics work are these rocks really doing anything or is it my mindset that they're doing something good if you keep chasing this extra happiness you're relying on physical things or other things externally to make you happy as opposed to what you said just accepting the fact that we are just what it is and just be and what comes comes always chasing this other bit of happiness means that you haven't got happiness already 
And of course, like I do, I do spiritual stuff sometimes. But rather than living my life by it like I used to, whilst I was on that journey, I kind of reached the dead end where it was like, okay, I've done the psychics, I've done afterlife, I've done reincarnation, I've done the rocks, done the crystals, done incense. I'm bored of the incense stick. Psychics are they're not as accurate anymore. The feathers aren't the same when I see them on the floor. You know, I look at the uh, I look at a star. It's not a UFO. It's just the plane. And you sort of run out of things to make you happy. So I do think that you need to. Once you've gone through that spiritual awakening journey, accept that it is what it is. It's almost like when you stop chasing something else and just be grateful for what you have. Anything else is a choice. But if you don't have that, you still literally just have that feeling of I've accepted the fact that this is all there is in life. And I'm so grateful and I feel so good with it that you don't need any more. Because even that feeling of wanting someone else gives me anxiety. If I want something else, want more money, want more women, want more whatever, I get anxious because now I've got to find a way to get it. And you become unhappy trying to find a way to get it. So you come back and you just like, look, you can have that as a choice. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. If it does happen, it will come when it does. Don't give it, give up. Be grateful for what you have. And that feeling as is a reminder is as good as it gets. That peace with nothing. And it's, it's weird when you're like, so all of this is nonsense that I'm saving up for. And it's like, yes. It is nonsense. True happiness comes from just accepting the fact that we have nothing. We come from nothing. And all you need is nothing. And when you truly grasp that, it's it's uncomfortable because you're like, so I'm working for what? The point is, yes, you are working for literally nothing. You're working to pay your bills in a house that you don't need. And all you need to do is just be grateful for nothing. And, and yeah, it is a process. You can't just be told that. You can tell all these people, you know, what to do what's going to happen when you get there. But I do believe like me, you have to learn along. You have to learn your own journey. You've got to feel your own pain. You can't be told the outcome. People have to explore. Every dog wants to sniff over there and then it will come back to you. You can't be like, come here. Cause it's thinking of what's over there and his mind's over there. You turn left and he's gone over there. He's going to still go over there. That's why you should never tell a child. No, cause he's going to do it anyway. Yes. Yes, yes. And um, actually, it is all part, it is all connected. Like sometimes, uh, for example, I've, I've had to repeat all of my experiences again. Last year, I, I reached somehow a very, very beautiful state of awakening. But then I was forced to repeat what I'm going to say is a bit confusing. But I was forced to repeat the steps again um, from the beginning start from scratch as if i was a baby learning life again and learning how to balance out things automatically it was a very unusual experience very painful physically i had to go through all my physical traumas and emotional traumas again from scratch in a matter of one year after i last spoke to you uh, when i was in the airport remember yes like last year everything started from scratch again I had to experience being hurtful to others, hurt others hurtful to me. And it was all natural flowing. I had to, as if spirit was telling you, I want you to experience life as a human and to show you how to transcend things. <laughs> it's still going on at the moment as well. Um, That's amazing. I had to experience attachment. Uh, it, it's all for a good reason. It's all for a good reason. It's all, it's all to learn. Um, regarding... Uh, what you said is very true. We do come from nothing. And actually, all of what we see is nothing. It is just energy expressing for time and then leaving. 
But um, what causes pain is that we're constantly attached to controlling things. But it can't happen. We, we can't control things because the things we even like so much, maybe one day we're not going to like anymore. So perhaps it going away from us is something that the universe is trying to help us with. It's like it's showering us with love. It's telling us, let go, don't be attached, let go. And when you let go truly, like there is a teacher of uh, Moji's teacher, he's called Ramana Maharishi. And he's that surrender is a very mighty surrender. He says, surrendering is the strongest action on the planet. Because from it, the universal power can come. On the, on the other hand, most people are trying to control things. And it does not create fulfillment. It creates fulfillment that is temporary. And, but it is bound to fall. Because your beingness won't be able to hold it. You will suffer from anxiety. You will suffer from depression. Because you're flowing against the universe. Understand what I mean? Absolutely. So, growing up, my dad was always like, "Just can't um, you can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Hello. One, two, three, four, five. Can you hear me? So, uh, I, I, I can hear you, but you can't hear me. But you probably can't even hear that. Hello. 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 Hello, can you hear me? Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. I can hear you. I took away my microphone. Is it good right now? Um, well, I'll, I'll see as we talk. So, yeah, growing up, my dad was always like, give up, surrender. You're going to be very happy chasing this thing that you think is going to make you happy. Quite ironic, right? And my dad's grateful with nothing, has nothing doesn't need anything in life he literally is happy with just being alive and you could say that is as a projector that used to anger me because i wanted something so bad to make me happy and yet he was happy with nothing so it was just like howdy thanks for listening to my episode uh if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened that'd be fantastic and also subscribe so when i release a new one you get a notification and also please tell your friends on socials about me podcast now i'm going for a poo i'll be back later have a great day and speak to you soon